Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin's not just a place, it's a people. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GEA podcast brought to you by We Are Cabin. On today's show, we're going to go through your talking points after a very disappointing weekend in, in Cabin football, which saw the county seniors relegated to Division 3. But to uh, to go through what I can only imagine, Paul, is is a lot of positive talking points, people looking forward to the future, and um, and, and they're getting on nobody's back. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> everyone's positive. You know, Cavan fans like they're just looking on the bright side, saying, "Well done, lads, good effort." Um, you were unlucky to go down on six points. Uh, it's rare to happen. Yeah, you're putting in a massive effort of training. You're putting a lot into it, and we're not going to give out. Yeah, that's that. That's the general gist of Cavan supporters. <laughs> Instead, what we have is uh, thousands of boys foaming at the mouth to, to get to get uh, lacerating the team. So we're. Yeah. To be fair, we always read out the praise, so we're going to have to read out the criticism too. This is true. This is true, and and then we can we can try to make balance of it as best we can. So let's let's get stuck into this. Okay, starting off, first talking point, and we'll we'll get trying get through as many as we can. We won't get to them all because there's so many. Same as the last five years, nothing has changed. Only players disappointed with management, not trying to be more attack minded. To that, I will say, we are the second highest scoring team in the division. And and sorry, I don't know who sent that in, but we nothing has changed. Only players, the, the the players that played at the weekend were it's probably the most experienced team that we've had out on a cabin in a cabin jersey in the last ten years. There, I I I think there was nine players who started that have put on the cabin jersey in competition more than sixty five times. It's hugely experienced. So. That's a lot of that you know that that that's stability in terms of the number of of uh, appearances there in terms of experience and you know turnover of players. I, I don't I don't agree with that comment at all. I also think that if you look at chances created, we're a very attacking team, like crazy attacking team to to the level of you know Mickey Graham came in saying he he wanted to be he 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 kind of. Pointed finger at, at previous management saying that players weren't enjoying it. Now they're, they're playing very, very attacking football. Granted, they've been relegated out of it, but you definitely can't say that they're not attacking. I don't think any. I don't think so either. Or like Only one team in the division scored more than Cavan. So if, if that's the ultimate arbiter of, of if you are attacking, as in how many times you're putting the ball over the bar or in the net, then... There's, then you can say that there's only one attacking team in that division, and the other seven are defensive. If Cavan are defensive, so uh, I don't agree with that. With that, uh, next talking point: need a full forward line for starters. Uh, 
there's probably there's in fairness, like the full forward line didn't contribute very much to last day. Let's be that's called spade a spade. Hmm. I don't know. I, I I don't know if I would call call it that way. So your full forward line that that actually started on the inside line was was Cormac O'Reilly, Oshin Pearson, and then had a, an extra body coming out. Like Cormac O'Reilly had two points from open play. Granted, they were they were all from outside of the the, the full forward line. Um. Did Oshin so, Pearson start? I thought Oshin came on. Oh, sorry, no, Oshin didn't start. It was James Smith. So who who actually did start on the inside line? Cormac O'Reilly. Connor Madden didn't stay inside. Did Niall Murray stay inside? I'm not. I'm not exactly I'm not sure. sure. But yeah, I I actually thought Cormac O'Reilly did, has done quite well in the two games. I think Cormac is in line to start now uh, against Monaghan. To be honest, I, I I I don't think it's even a question. I think he yeah. scored. Two points in his two starting games. He he set up numerous scores. Like the best of them I thought was the one against Kildare where you know Cavan looked to be continuously going lateral across the, the field and Cormac O'Reilly just took a run at the, the Kildare defence. Garod McKiernan looped off him and kicked it over the bar. I did, I think Cormac's done excellent. I, I I can't see Cavan not starting Cormac O'Reilly against Monaghan. He's been I think he's been our best forward in the two games. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I, I don't I think what this uh listener is really saying is that we kinda need to utilize a full forward line, which I think is a point that you made on last week's podcast as well. Yeah. Uh, that you know, we need to kick the ball into the full forward line. I think that's kinda maybe is what he's getting at and, and I'd agree with that. The next I talking point agree with it, yeah. next point is very funny. Thomas Galligan, does he not train? Is he at silage? Ridiculous not starting him. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's silage and he's not getting a run. But I tell you what, though, if he's doing silage this time of year, he's got some really good land, and 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 women are going to be mad after good land like that. Um, <laughs> look at you have to say Thomas Galligan has consistently had an impact in every game he's come on in, and at stages when like so when he starts, he's 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 an improvement out there in the middle of the field. I don't know why. I I I think he may it may have been a COVID issue with him. I don't know. I don't think he had it, but it may have been a close contact or something like that. That that um that's why we didn't see him against Kildare, as far as you understand. But looking at the way he played when he came on there, like he kind of did turn the game or the game turned when he came on, whichever way you want to look at it. But he controls the middle of the field. And yeah, I, I, totally did. I totally turned the game, yeah. Mm. But I, I think Mickey Graham, this was a point that Mickey Hannon made, uh, which I thought was a really a really perceptive point. Mickey Graham seems to be um, not keen on playing James Smith and Thomas Gallagher together in the middle of the field because they're, they're both players who tend to attack. Like a criticism of Thomas is, is, is the defensive side of his game. I have heard people making that criticism of him because he's brilliant going forward. Like, yeah. Uh, so may, maybe like looking at the two of them, like they're, Two of them are outstanding athletes and they're great in the air and they can score, they can cover the ground. But you need to balance it. You need to balance. So maybe that's why Thomas didn't start. Uh, Next talking point. Bitterly disappointed with the way we are going backwards from last summer. So I'm going to bundle a few of these together. Next one says, no structure to our play like there was against our man semis last year. Uh, Some great talent emerging, but no obvious plan still. Goal threat still not enough for bigger teams. Next man says, absolutely sick. Not beating Clare cost us. Players are better than Division 3, though. Dreading Monaghan, sick. And then there was another shout then for Thomas Gallagher to start as well. So, 
that sums up a lot of the attitude. Supporters are, are disappointed here, Damien. Yeah, well, take take a couple of of the points there made. So, um, you know, a backward step from last year. Um, look, we it's, you've been relegated into Division Three, so it's very very hard at this point to say that 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 we've made that we haven't gone backwards. It would be almost impossible to make that argument. But I, I I will hang my my judgment on the season isn't over yet. And that's that's a very important thing. And it's also been so disjointed. Um in, in terms of no plan, I I can see where they're coming from because I'm not a hundred percent sure I understand the Cavan plan at, at the moment. Now I I definitely know that they're trying to play a sweeper a single sweeper and trying to attack the opposition and, and, and create a lot more chances. So it's leaving us slightly exposed at the back, which, you know, essentially you're, you're, you're one-on-ones at the back all the time, but that's, that's what Mickey Graham came in to do. That was the plan. That was the idea. So, um, but in terms of, of, of actually attacking plan, I, I personally think what I'm seeing is the plan is nearly let the opposition set up the way they, they want to set up and we'll try and break them down once they've set up. And I, I, cause I don't see an awful lot of lightning fast counterattacking moves. And that's, that's probably what I'd like to see a little bit more of. It, it seems like we're happy. We get possession and then we anticipate you're going to sit with numbers behind the ball so we're ready for this now. Once you go and do it, and we'll try and attack you. But scores are so hard to get in that situation anyway. And it, and and that leads on to that final point: that no goal threat. I I agree. We have very very little goal threat, but it comes from the fact that they the opposition nearly always has their defence set up by the time we get up near a scoring zone. You know, so that's that's an important part of it. And you make the point regularly. On, on on the podcast that goals are so much more than three points. But Cavan don't look like scoring goals at the moment. And it's something that maybe we're going to have to do. Like, Can you see Cavan beating Monaghan without a goal at the weekend? I, I no. find it hard to believe. No, no. A goal, a goal almost always decides uh, Cavan-Monaghan games, just as it did last year. I know it was four points, but it was... That, that that penalty last year was the crucial score in the game. It's almost always a goal in these games. Like looking at the at the margins of victory in Cavan Monaghan games, like going back even to, to twenty five years here to to nineteen ninety five, uh, there was two points in it in ninety five. There was there was two points in it in two thousand and one. There was a point in it in twenty thirteen. A point in twenty fifteen. A goal in twenty seventeen. Last year was actually the widest margin of all the games, which is amazing. Yeah. So yeah. like. You know, you were a goal or under in all of those games bar last year where you were four points. So yeah, goal's gonna be massive. Um and yeah, you'd be, you'd be hoping like obviously that that that's gonna be a factor when, when it comes for to management name of the team. Uh next talking point. Yeah, why wasn't Thomas Galligan started? There's a lot of talking points looking for Thomas Galligan. Um what's worse? I, Aaron, is Jimmy on Instagram? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Thomas has a fan club here anyway. But what's worse? Our attack or our defence? High press for Rossi goal was shocking. See, it's like this. We had, statistically, we had the worst defence in, in the division and the second highest score in attack. And I made the point to you uh, one of the days, that exact point, that look, we can't lay the blame out to Forge. And you made a great point that just because the bare stats suggest that 
the defence has been leaking and the forwards have been scoring doesn't necessarily mean it works out like that. As you were saying to me, maybe explain that point, Damien, on air, that, that you know, maybe it's because the, the forwards need three chances to, to get one score at the moment that the backs have to work so much harder to create opportunities and leave themselves exposed. Yeah, like, that's it. Essentially, it is that that balance. So what, what, what Calvin were doing in the past was was very, very solid defensively but relying on less chances up front and taking a, a good percentage, 65 to plus of, of percentage of, of uh, a conversion rate. Whereas now Calvin's conversion rate is down in the, in the 40s, but we're creating an awful lot more chances, which leaves the opportunity for the opposition to, to get you on the counter-attack. And, and particularly in Division 2, you can see the speed at which an, an opposition team can counter-attack. The goal for us common, for me, I can understand. Look, it, it was it was an error, but I can understand. Cavan were pressing high. Cavan were chasing the game at that stage, and starting to make a bit of progress. So, when you're behind, you've got to take risks, and the risks that Cavan took led to that goal. But I wouldn't necessarily blame anybody for that, bar maybe the communication for the actual jumping of the ball. I thought a few Cavan players jumped rather than some stay down, good, clear communication might have solved that. But on the balance of it, where Cavan are at at the moment is that we're very, very attacking, which is leaving our defence very, very exposed. And it's, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sort of a, a consequence of either or. So you could be very, very defensive, which leaves you with limited chances up front, or you can be very, very attacking, which leaves you with with a very open defence and that's that's the trade off that Mickey Graham and Co have made and um, they want to play attacking football and 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 they are going out trying to do it just not taking enough of the chances that they're creating yeah well to give my t- my tuppence word on that talking point uh, I I agree with what you're saying I think the defence is strong you have to remember that that class is is uh, permanent and and form is temporary and if you look through that cabin defence that's basically the same defence that got us promoted to Division 1 uh, four years ago. Like when we played Galway in the final promotion game, Ray Galligan, Jason McLaughlin, Killian Brady, Killian Clark, um, Jerry Smith and Chris Conroy, Kieran Brady. Uh, Chris came on that day. Jerry was only breaking onto the panel at the time. Uh, but it's basically the exact same defence. I think we have five of the defenders plus the goalkeeper. Parry Faulkner as well. Parry Faulkner was in defence, yeah. That yeah, so, so that's the same defence. So that's, that, they are, there's loads of good footballers there and good defenders and experienced players. I'm not that worried about them. They're, okay, they, they haven't been playing brilliant. They were playing well before lockdown. They were particularly good that defence against Leash. Uh, they were good against, yeah. against Fermanagh as well in tough conditions. So I'm not that worried about the defence. I think that... I think when push comes to shove in the championship game against Monaghan, they'll be okay. Um, the forward line, yes, it it is a little bit makeshift looking. Compared to that forward line, go back to 2016 when you had like a 32-year-old Johnston was there, you had Givney, Keating was coming on, you had Jack Brady. Um, it was a better forward line back then. I think that's pretty pretty clear. Uh, at the minute, the forwards, it's 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 just what not happening for them. But... It could click, and I don't want to t- say too much about the Monaghan game. It's going to be previewing that one later in the week. So we'll move on to the next to the next yeah. talking point. Um, once we got to midfield, we, we hadn't a clue what to do. I think, that, I think that's a pretty good comment because I think the signs was on there in the first half because Cavan were playing with the wind 
and Cavan's four points were four super shots from 40 metres plus uh, or Chris Converse might have been just inside the 40 but a few great ones from outside the 45 all four points were high quality long range efforts but I think that was indicative of what was going on that Cavan couldn't penetrate and they were forced to take those pot shots Yeah I, I, I think like and again bringing it back to Cormac O'Reilly he scored two of those shots from 45 metres when he his primary position is in the full forward line but he he eventually he had to come out to get on ball because and again we highlighted it last week and this is this is right on on the money i think i don't think we've enough kickers in that middle toward of the field at the minute i don't think we've enough lads who when they receive the ball their first instinct is right where are the goals or where are the options in close to goals it it seems to be if even if they receive the ball with sideways to the goals or back to the goals, they never square off to look and see is there an option on that inside? Can I deliver an early ball? Um, and maybe that comes with trust. Like you're talking about Cormac O'Reilly with a second ever start for Cavan Seniors um, on the inside line. Maybe the trust just hasn't been built up yet. But in order for Cavan to beat a Monaghan. Uh, this weekend or, or beat or Roscommon last weekend they needed to trust that inside line they needed to against Kildare the week before they needed to trust Connor Smith they, they have to start putting that ball in early to give them one-on-one chances which will create goals so that's something I think in the middle toward we're lacking a few kickers or maybe just the kickers aren't aren't opting to take that option on because like Chris Conroy's an excellent kicker of the ball. Jerry Smith's a very good kicker of the ball. Ushin Kiernan's a really good kicker of the ball. Martin Riley, a really good kicker of the ball. Connor Madden, who seems to be out towards the middle toward of the field as well, can, can kick super passes inside. James Smith can kick a super pass. There's, there's a lot of kickers there. We've seen it throughout the club championship. I, I want to see them guys kicking that ball in. If it's not working out, and, and see, that's where we're not privy to. Maybe... They are kicking it in in training, and the ball isn't sticking. So therefore, they're not trusting them at, as in game. So it's it's a difficult one to look at sometimes because you're seeing enough room to give the forward the chance, but the the ball isn't being delivered. Yeah, I can't argue with any of that, Damien. The next talking point says at least there's a chance of competing in the All Ireland B Comp next year. Right, I'm going to ask you not to comment on this. Because me and you will have a massive row, and we don't have all day. We can come back to this one over the winter when when we have stuff that we need to talk about. But uh, personally, I have my problems with the B competition. Uh, in a nutshell, looking at the Joe McDonald Cup, which is the second tier in Hurling, I saw Antrim took to Twitter to complain about the lack of coverage of it at the weekend. It got very little coverage, and I don't know if players will will play for a. a um, sort of in the shadows like that, if that will, will motivate players. Players do play for the recognition as well, as well as, you know, uh, excelling and, and doing the best they can personally and becoming the best footballer they can. The recognition is all part of it and it's only human nature. And the other thing is, what I'd be afraid of is we get a situation like we've got in Horland since since we've got all these tiered competitions. No team has ever uh, broken into the top tier and stayed there. In theory, it sounds great. You have a nice stepping stone there, you get up to the top tier. What actually happens is the top teams get up there and generally they, they get up to the to the roof and they pull the ladder up behind them and it's very hard to catch up with them. And I'd be afraid that like Antrim, uh, Antrim 20 years ago 
where in Hurland, where the bar they set themselves was they were trying to compete for the Liam McCarthy and uh, okay, they fell short, but if they fell short, they were maybe playing Tipperary and they were losing the game by eight, nine, ten points. Now they're 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 trying to compete for a Joe McDonough, and if they fall short, they're losing to a Westmead or a Kerry, and suddenly it's a general lowering of the bar, and they're never going to get back to the top tier. And were they, they ever going to get back to the top tier as they were anyway? They'll ne- but they'll never get back to to even where they were, in my opinion, because every year the gap just widens that tiny bit, that half a percent, and and it'll always widen. And maybe some year they'll pull it back a wee bit, but the gap is getting wider and wider generally every few years. So well, I, that's my opinion. So yeah, the, the B competition, we'll give it a lash next year. Hopefully we won't be in it if, if we get to an Ulster final, but uh, that's a yeah, podcast. Do you have to win the Ulster final to... No, I think you just have to get to a provincial final. Okay. So okay. it's again, it's set up to suit the likes of Cork and Kerry and, and teams like that because, you know, they have a hell, like, they have a hell of an opportunity there um, to yeah. go on. First. But anyway, uh, the next talking point said Mickey out. I agree out. with the text, though, by the way, but we'll, we'll come back to it. The, the next talking point said Mickey out. I said you can be, you can be arrested for that. So we're not even going to discuss that one. Me, uh, I know I agree with him. I have to say, I, I wholeheartedly agree with him. Mickey Brennan should be out. Let's get rid of him. <laughs> Uh, Mick, Mickey Brennan, get out! <laughs> such, such a tepid display. Minimal contact tackling. The disease of the of the lateral solo runner. Ah, Jesus, Division Three. <laughs> I love it. Next oh, talking Jesus. point is of this is along the same track. Uh, barring an overdue man and win, last two years an outright disaster. I wouldn't say an outright disaster. Like we we had we did have a good win against Roscommon in the league last year. We did beat. Our man, the championship with a tremendous replay performance where we scored 20, 23 points. I think um, the problem is, like, I, I think Connor Mine is a big loss of that team. The more I see it, uh, you talked about the kick passers. Um, yeah. I, I feel that Chris Conroy is playing the Mine role, and he's probably not as good as Mine at it. Now, he has other strengths, his free taking, obviously, but I think supporters were, were suspicious of of Mine sometimes because he's kind of flashy. But I thought he played tremendous football in his last year. He, I, he was. I think support, supporters are suspicious no, of a player. I'm agreeing with you because actually I, I, I've, I've, heard, I've heard one particular sport, supporter, when, when you actually said the word flashy, um, you used that word to describe mine. Too flashy was, was the exact word. So that's why I'm laughing just when, when you bring yeah, it. Well, I, because... think, I think Cavan supporters, like I have, one, I have one friend who's a great Cavan supporter um, and he used to. We used to be arguing with, about Mina, and I would. I was saying like, you know, he's got great vision on the ball. He can cut out the ball. And like I, I was aware of his weakness. He's not. He wasn't good at defending one on one, but he, he was a very intelligent player, and he could use the ball and physically very strong. But he used to say, "You'll not win anything with a team of minus team of fifteen Connor minus." And I would say, "Yeah, but you won't win anything with a team of fifteen Mossy Cores either." And that's what he wanted. So you need to have the balance. Uh, so I, I, I think that Mina. Is, is a miss of that team nearly as much as McVitie at the other end is a miss but anyway Brady's Arva Limited main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years a family owned and family run business Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA if you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle Check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. 
next talking point, and we're getting through them now. Tactically clueless, way off conditioning, fitness. Way off conditioning and fitness. Players are better than this, so is it, Mickey? Um, yeah. Again, I, 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 I don't... I, I don't believe, I don't buy into the, the physical conditioning um because I think we finished stronger in both the Kildare game and the Roscommon game than the opposition. And maybe you can make the argument because the games looked like they were over that that, that we had the energy to try to get back into it. But um I, I don't I don't personally buy into that that you know, even in like if t- tactically it may not be that everybody's reading and myself included reading exactly what's going on there. But you can see that he's trying to change what he believes was a very defensive system that he came into. Um, so I, I, I think tactically we're, we're, we're doing what he wanted us to do. I'm, I'm probably rehashing the same point here. We're doing what he wanted to do as in get, get out and attack opposition, create chances. It just, May not be to everybody's liking, but that's that's the funny point about it. There was there was people giving out like when when we were defensive at the earlier part of Terry Highlands era, and then by the time 2016 came around and we were an incredibly attacking team, people were still saying, "Oh, we're too defensive." But they got stuck with the name, and now maybe Mickey's at the other end that he's so attacking minded that people say he 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 can't get the defensive end of his game right. So. It's it's a it's a very very difficult role hey, in in a county senior manager's uh, position. It definitely is. It definitely is, especially when your preparation is disrupted as it has been. Yeah. Um, like I'm I'm not going to sit here and slate the management because I I've been saying last week that I don't even think the competition should be going ahead because it's it's so disrupted. So although to be fair, I think I think maybe things are settling down a bit. Uh, next talking point, and we're not. I don't know if we're going to be able to in terms this. of COVID or settling down a bit or or or, or the management. <laughs> I know the management are well settled. I think the COVID COVID seems to be settling. I think the measures are starting it to does. work. Thank God. Uh, would love to know how many has played for Cavan in league and championships since 2016, 60 or 70. Well, we can find that out. Well, I don't think it. Has, I don't think it. It will have been a startlingly high figure, would it? Because we've no, lost survivors so from 2016. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Like, if you look at the the Cavan team from from the weekend, I'm just looking through 2016. Was Ushin Karen in there in 2016? I don't think so. Oh, he, he came in on the Medlinan. But Medlinan did bring in a lot of players who had sort of had short short tenures of a year or two. Um, and, yeah. And kind of moved on then. But in general, like, there's a lot of continuity between the 2016 team and the 2020 team, funnily enough. Well, like the only players that weren't around in 2016 would would all be in the forward line. Ushin Kiernan, or or what was named as the forward line, Ushin Kiernan, Cormac O'Reilly, James Smith, Connor Madden, Niall Murray would have been there. I don't think Connor Madden was around in 2016, was he? Oh, he was actually. He was. 20 2017, he would have been. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if he's there in 16. He was definitely there in 17. Definitely there in 17. So you're you're only talking about four players, really. That yeah, wouldn't yeah. have been there. So I don't. I don't. No. I. I'd, I'd be very surprised. Even the subs used, the subs that came in. Ocean Pearson. Okay, he wouldn't have been there. Um, Luke Fortune wouldn't have been there. Stephen Smith wouldn't have been there. Yeah. Well, the, Thomas Gallagher wouldn't have been there. They weren't there because they're young players breaking into yes, it. Yes, exactly. Like, and, that's, like and, and every team needs that. You need yeah. the youth. I'd say. I'd say Cavan are no different than any other team. 
in, in terms of their turnover since 2016 and probably better than a lot of teams. But that's actually, the, the listener there has actually touched on a good point because I personally found that probably the most depressing thing about the the defeat to Roscommon was that, it was well, it was depressing in one sense and then it was sort of reassuring in another sense. It was depressing in the sense that there, there was so much experience on the field. You know, the average number of appearances on that team, I think, was 56, was it? And the median was 63 so half was half was over 63 and half was under 63 there were loads and loads and loads of experience on on that team which which was disappointing for me because we're almost conditioned now to go uh, to think uh, it's a young team or it's a team in transition or we're building but we couldn't use that excuse like that that's our team that is our team they have been building and this is the house is built now so this is as good as good of a house as it's going to be the foundation is well put in place by now so uh, uh, that sort of disappointed me but on the other hand it sort of reassured me because I thought right actually it's not a team of rookies it's not a team of players who have never done it at this level who have never held their own um, against the top sides which they have at various times um, much better John than, than Kerry, yeah, they yeah they haven't been totally outclassed uh, every time they went up against top sides like, so there's enough there a couple yeah. of times they were, but there's enough there to suggest that that they're just good players that just had a bad day or a couple of bad days. So I I wouldn't be down on them. Um, the last few talking points, Damien. Killian yeah. Clark's hair is a talking point. Uh, man yeah. buns. You know, I, you're, you're a lot more fashionable than me now, but uh, but man buns. I don't know. Is the jury out on them? Yeah. You, well, did you notice on the weekend on telly there was a lot of man buns going on? And I, I think lads took the opportunity um, of the lockdown and the barbers being closed to say, "Well, look at it. It's, it's my it's my opportunity to experiment here." And now, whether it suits Killian Clark or not, I think we we'll leave that to to more uh, people with more fashion knowledge than me. Um, the most important thing for me though is that the bun is tight. So the hair isn't getting in his eyes while he's playing. That's that's vital. So if I was Mickey Graham, I'd be getting a good old hold of that that bun and just making sure it's very very tight. Uh, you know, just 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 checking checking. It. Would it be a go go? Would it be a go go or what would he be using? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Make sure the go go is really tight. Um, no, look at comment on on Killian Clark's fashion. Says I personally think we should always comment on it because I'll never forgive him for back way back when. Uh, we were doing Gaelic football views, myself and Mickey Brennan on Cavan. And they were after winning the minor, the Ulster Minor Championship. Um, Killian Clark and Paul Graham came into the studio. We'd done the interview and they were wearing these skinny tracksuit bottoms. First first team I had seen with skinny tracksuit bottoms. And I was asking the pair of boys about them. Killian says, no, 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 your legs would never fit into those. So I've never <laughs> forgiven him for that. So he, he, shouldn't, he shouldn't be let get away with a man bun and, and public criticism um, not be thrown at him in some way. <laughs> <laughs> that was an awful spec. Um, I'm getting that off my chest this last 10 years. <laughs> yeah, that, it, took, it took you nine years, but you got that one out. Um, <laughs> we have a very over-the-top comment here. Which I don't even, I'm not even going to ask you for a response, but I think this is very, very uh, dramatic. Imagine a 10-slash-12-year-old watching that. They'd quit the game looking at that. Uh, but... Uh, I don't know why. I don't know why it's ten and twelve. Like an eleven-year-old would probably love watching that. Seemingly going by that message. Uh, no, I don't agree with that one. Uh, playing like we're stuck in twenty twelve. Actually, a few people said that that 
they brought up 2012. Football moved on, Cavan didn't. Don't know about that. Opportunity now to win Division 3 and Tier 2 if current squad and absentees commit fully in 2021. So that chimes with what you were saying, Damien. Only for the gunner, Cavan would have been hammered. Thomas Galligan has got to start the best midfielder in the county. Uh, where was Connor Smith? He was our best forward the last day. Connor Smith, I spoke to Mickey Graham this morning. He said Connor Smith's carrying a knock. Um, we need to feed Pierce to a more ball. Then we had uh, one player who sent it <laughs> sent in a message said that he himself should be playing. <laughs> I'm not gonna read it, I'm not gonna read it out. But uh No 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 you can you can once again it was Mickey Brennan, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Mickey Brennan goes to games to commentate but he brings a pair of boots with him. <laughs> so <laughs> uh that, that, there was an awful lot of slagging come in. Um there was there was uh a series of <laughs> slagging coming in. James Smith too busy driving that sixty nine thirty. Um, there was was one. What is a sixty nine thirty ball? I, I think it's a John Deere. I, okay, I, I stand to be corrected. Uh, okay, we finished on a couple of high points for on the talking points because you know, this is Championship Week, so we want to lift the mood. Disappointed to be to be relegated, but the reaction to it has been OTT. We'll beat Monaghan. Uh, I love it. Next one said. It's never as good or as bad as people say. Save judgment until next week. Was that Terry Highland? No. Was that what Terry Highland used to always say to us after? Terry Highland always said that. It's never as good as it seems or as bad as it seems. It's always somewhere in the middle. And do you know what? That's perfectly apt at the moment. I think it it, it is somewhere in the middle there. It's it's definitely not as bad as, as the majority of people seem to think it is. I referenced that in my piece as well this week. Um, that line because I think that is applicable this week on another day those wides go over and Cavan run out convincing winners not just winners but convincing winners do or die next weekend absolutely uh, the la- very last couple uh, several people question why is Keane McManus not in that Cavan team <laughs> so, uh, <coughs> a few people said pointed out that he's not from Cavan he's not from Cavan but uh, I think there's a there's a prank going on there, uh, and another positive one here. Everyone's a critic. Those lads are better than that, and we all know it. Give them a break, folks. And the very final one was, how is Ben Connolly not in the county? We we'll wrap it up with that. <laughs> well, do you know what? I, I and I, I will say one thing to finish off on the the, the players themselves are are great lads that usually you, you talk to them after the game and, and they'll give you an interview they they very politely the few that I spoke to very politely just said no Damien do you mind if I don't they were gutted they're absolutely gutted they were, you could tell they were hurting and at, at the end of the day it's very very hard to throw criticism at lads who are they're doing their they're doing their very very best right it wasn't their best performance but the, it's not through lack of effort. It's not. It's not that they want to go out and, and, and play like that or have a result like that. They were hurting, and you know, for me, that's that's something that I've seen and you'd have seen in the past. Now going back a long way, thank God these days are gone by. But a defeat like that, you'd see lads coming out in their shiny shoes, pair of jeans, and a shirt, ready to go downtown and and, and have a few points. There was there was no sense that any player, even if they were allowed out to have a few points, would even have considered that. There was there was very visible disappointment amongst the group coming out, and and I think that that's an important part of it too. So, 
you know, I, I definitely wouldn't be too harsh on them. Yeah, same as that. I texted one of the players, um, and I was I was asking, would he do a bit of an interview with me? And he's he's one of the experienced players, and he's a he's an absolute gentleman, like, and he's very obliging with his time always. And he didn't get back to me for about a day or so, and I was thinking, Jesus, what's up with him? And he got back to me, and he just said, look. We were training today. None of the lads are in the mood to do an interview. We've been told to keep the heads down. Um, hope you don't mind. And I just, I just said, fair enough. I just said to him, kick the shit out of these boys now. <laughs> next Saturday, I will fill the paper with interviews <laughs> next week because I think that's fair enough. And talking to Mickey Graham, uh, he said the same. He, he just said the boys are hurting. So, uh, I, I look. I think there's going to be a backlash, and we'll talk about that when we're previewing the game. But that's we're after taking the temperature of the supporters there, Damien, and. Uh, we that's about I'd say we read out about half the talking points, but I think we're we're quite reflective of, of what was said. So uh look, put it behind yeah. us. That's it. Time to move on, exactly, and, and move on into the week. We look ahead to the Monaghan game with a preview show. We'll also hear from the Cavan manager, Mickey Graham, his reaction immediately after the game on that show. Um and that's also going to be joined by um, Cavan ladies who are taking on Kerry in the first round of the All-Ireland Senior Championship down in Bore on Sunday. I've caught up with the Cavan coach Brian Donoghue and full forward, probably full forward, Ashleen Shorten um, ahead of that game. So all those podcasts will be available over on the Die Hard service, which is on patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan. So don't forget to check that out if you want all that um action before the end of the week and, and we'll be delving into the Monaghan game in, in serious detail because I actually I, I, I recorded the Monaghan Mead game back on TG Cahar so my evening uh, from now on is going to be looking at that game just to see where we can get at at the Farney boys and, and we'll dissect it and hope that the Banty doesn't tune in. 